Good evening. We are so honored that you have made the choice to join us for Crosspoint's 2020 Christmas Eve service. On behalf of our staff, our leadership, and our church, we want to be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope that this finds you healthy and surrounded by loved ones. We did want to let you know that at the end of service, we are going to have a candle lighting. So this would be an excellent time to press the pause button, find yourself some candles, so that at the end you can participate with us. Again, Merry Christmas and God bless. Well, I also want to say good evening to you and Merry Christmas to you as well tonight. Uh, I know it's a shame to not be able to be here in the building together celebrating here in the church building at Cross Point, but I think there's something really special about being together with family and especially around the holidays. And it's something that we don't often do together is to sing together around the living room, around the house. And so on, what better time to do that than Christmas, to sing Christmas songs together, to break out some candles, to remember Christ's birth upon this earth almost over 2,000 years ago, and, and reading his word together on Christmas Eve. I think it's something really special to do with your family. So thanks for inviting us into your homes tonight. Let's sing a couple Christmas songs. We're going to sing most of the Christmas songs tonight, and I invite you to sing. The words will be on the screen below me, so uh, just go ahead and jump in and sing. Let's sing together on Christmas Eve. Rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tiny of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh tidings of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father, a blessed angel came. Certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort. Joy to the world, for Christ the Lord has finally come. Let every heart receive the newborn King. Oh, come all of heaven and nature sing. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. tidings of comfort and joy oh tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy oh tidings 
Again, just wanted to say thank you for joining us as we finish our series, The Cast of Christmas. Now, I don't know how we could have a series called The Cast of Christmas without viewing the character in the starring role, Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the author of our salvation. We celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Jesus. He came into this world destined to die on a cross, the willing sacrificial lamb. And everybody that we've talked about to this point has significance because of their involvement with Jesus. And I'll be honest with you, my life, and I think your life too, has significance because of what Jesus has done for us on a cross. And so we're going to look at Luke chapter 2 tonight at the story of his birth. It starts in verse 1 and it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He was there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. This is the story of the birth of Jesus, but it is not the beginning of Jesus' life. So often we look at this story and we see this as his start. But the fact of the matter is that Christ is eternal. He's always been here. In John 1, 1 through 4, it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, Jesus was here in the very beginning with God, not beneath him, but exalted next to him. And all things were created through him. And he is life, and he is light, and he cannot be overcome. And it was like this from the very start. There has not been a second of time where Christ was not a part of eternity. And Christ used this light that he possessed, the light of all mankind, as it says in our passage, to snuff out the darkness because the darkness is unable to overcome the light that is within him. In Matthew 27, 45 through 50, it says, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani 
which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. And immediately one of them ran and got a sponge and he filled it with wine vinegar and he put it on a staff and he offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. You see, Christ gave up his light to overcome the darkness. And he did that for you and he did that for me. And he was sent here, born on this earth to fulfill this very purpose. What would cause the Son of God to leave the right hand of his Father, to come to the earth not as a king, not to be celebrated, not to be exalted, not to be honored, but to come as a beggar? Why would he do that? Why would anybody do that? The answer is a simple four-letter word. Love. Love. You see, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. Why would a prince leave his kingdom? To be a peasant in the world that he helped create knowing that he would be rejected that he would be despised, that he would be lied about and beaten and spit upon and crucified? The answer is love. Love is the reason. Again, as Christians, we celebrate Christmas because of that love. Love is the reason he chose to leave it all behind. Love is the reason that he chose death. And he made that choice to bring us life. So that he could take that light, that light of all mankind, and snuff out the darkness. And this is how he can guarantee you and me and everyone that walks this earth life. Because after he came and he was born of a virgin, as a humble beggar, as a poor little baby, to poor young parents, and he walked this earth and he lived a blameless life, And he was crucified on a cross, having done nothing wrong other than upsetting people who wanted him to fall in line with their way of thinking. After he did all that, after he allowed himself to be crucified, in the most painful way that I can think to die, to literally suffocate as your own blood fills your lungs, How can he guarantee us life after all that? We find our answer in Matthew 28, 1 through 10 that says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became like dead men. I think they fainted. In verse 5, it goes on to say that the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here. He has risen. 
He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. You see, Jesus beat death. He conquered death. He used his light to overcome the darkness. He gave his life to defeat sin. And as scripture tells us, the wages of sin is death. He chose life so that you right now, right this very minute, might also choose life. It's a grace given to each and every person who might hear this message. That Jesus loved the world so very, very much that he came to an earth that didn't want him. After the whole entire thing was made through him and he chose to live a beggar's life and he chose to die a criminal's death so that he could choose to conquer and overcome death so that we could have that very same joy. Christ had two beginnings and two endings. One, beginning and ending based in eternity. The other, beginning and ending that was confined to the earth, but none less significant than the other. You see, he was here before the start of creation, right next to the Father. And he will be at the right hand of the Father for eternity. He chose to have an earthly beginning and an earthly death because he made that choice. Because he made that choice, you get a choice. You get a choice right now. Will you place your faith in Jesus or will you turn your back on everything it is that Christ has done for you? Will you look at the over 2 billion Christians that walk this earth as foolish? Or will you give Christ's love a chance? God loved you so much that he sent his son to earth to die for you. We celebrate Christmas because of his birth, but we can't mention his birth without his death and without his resurrection. And we celebrate Christmas because of that birth, because we know that that wasn't just some insignificant birth of a humble baby to humble parents in an animal's manger. That birth was the beginning of eternal life. And eternal life can be yours. Will you join us in celebrating Christmas this year in the best possible way that you can by giving your life to Christ? Will you make that choice today? If you're watching tonight, surrounded by hopefully your loved ones, and or maybe you're by yourself, but you recognize that 
Christ has done the things that we talked about tonight for you. And you want to make the decision to place your faith in him. To be a Christian. I'd like you to repeat after me right now. You can say it as a form of prayer. Maybe you've never prayed before. Your eyes can be closed. Your eyes can be open. But be earnest and just speak to him and repeat after me. God, I come before you now and admit that I've done wrong. I want to be forgiven for that wrong. And I know that Jesus died to pay for that wrong. I put my faith and trust in him and in you. I commit to be your servant and to have you as my God. Amen. If you made that choice tonight, if you said those words, do me a favor. Speak to one of your loved ones, but also send us a message on Facebook so that we can get in contact with you and talk to you about the next steps. And if you decided to make this decision and to say those words tonight, I would like to congratulate you on making the best decision that you could have possibly ever made. And I would like to welcome you into God's family. For the rest of us, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I hope that tonight was an excellent reminder of all that Jesus has done for you. In this 2020 year, where we see darkness and we see despair, and at times I'm sure that we have lost hope, my prayer, my hope, my wish for you is that you cling to the cross and that you cling to the feet of Jesus and that you remember in this time how significant Christmas truly is. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Jesus' wonderful, powerful name we pray. Amen. my death you die I am raised 
my shame upon your shoulders. The power of sin undone. Thank you. The cross for my salvation. Oh, the Lamb of God in my place. Your blood poured out my sin. Erased it was my death. You died. I am raised to life. Hallelujah. The started on that holy night 2,000 years ago when he decided to come. He came from heaven's throne itself and, and joined us here on this earth uh, to be one of us, to die, uh, to take all of our sin away from us. The holy lamb of God um, did all that because he loves you, because he loves me. Uh, and tonight we remember uh, the price that he paid to sacrifice himself to come as a human, uh, to come really as a slave uh, to this world, to to give it himself of of, the, of, um, of everything that he had. He could have been so safe and so secure in heaven, but he came to be one of us um, in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Let's sing about that holy night. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never pining till he appeared and the soul 
fulfilled its work. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn.
as you grab your candles and you gather around with your family and you light those candles, I'm going to lead us in a quick prayer. God, we come to you right now on Christmas Eve with thanksgiving, with hearts that are filled with joy in celebration of all that it is that you have done for us. In your infinite love, you sent Jesus so that he might die for the sins of a world who so often doesn't love him like he loves us in return. Lord, as we get ready to enter into a new year, 2021, I just pray for your blessing on our church, on our community, on our state, on our country, on our world. Lord, may 2021 be a year where we are refreshed and renewed and turn our eyes back to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Will you please join me now? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is redeeming 
grace. Jesus, Lord of thy birth, Jesus, Lord of thy birth. Merry Christmas. Cut it off to make Christmas. No, just play it. I don't, actually don't play it. I don't know what to do. That was funny. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus! <laughs>